Welcome to Chat Your Own with Candy and Noodle, the monthly chat show podcast about all things now, then, and tomorrow. It's a little politics, a little art and science, and a whole lot of feminism. Liberal as fuck. Chacharo with Candy and Noodle. I'm Candy here with Noodle. Hey, Candy. Hey, Noodle. How you doing? Well, uh, I am doing. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Worth mentioning that we're here at my apartment instead of in our usual studio because... Remote location. Right, remote location, which I super appreciate coming out and lugging all the crap. Because, you know, mom life, brand new baby is intense. And uh, this is this is much easier than trying to pack up the baby and go somewhere. Yeah. So I, I very much appreciate it. I am tired and everything hurts. But, you know, the kid's cool. He's quite handsome. It is a handsome baby. He's a handsome baby. A I, uh, handsome baby. It helps. I got to tell you, it helps <laughs> a lot. Uh, they, they say, you know, no matter what, you love your kid. Because uh, the chemicals, like, you have to, which is cool. Like, I, I get it. But also, like, he's a handsome baby, and that does really help. And it's possible that that's the chemicals talking, that everybody else is like, wow, right. that kid's weird looking. And I wouldn't know. No, I would tell you. I'd be like, so listen. <laughs> would you? Your kid's a little weird looking. You know what? I think that's fair. I mean, I think if other people were acting funny and you were like, so why You got to look people, at the baby. people are kind of, like, pretending that he's right. cute? And I'd be like, well. <laughs> yep. But no, uh, he's he's quite handsome. He's he, he hilariously has my nose. He does. He's got this little nose. like button nose. And I was looking at this picture of myself as a as a youngin the other day because we're like sorting through everything and getting rid of crap and making room for all the new baby crap. New crap because there's so much baby crap. <laughs> um, literally, there's poop everywhere. <laughs> so much. Uh, and I was looking at this picture and I was like, wow, I did not realize how much that's my face on that kid that totally with, your face. with this picture of my face when I was that size. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's intense. Motherhood is mm-hmm. real, real fucking intense. Um, like I said, every part of me hurts, but you know, I mean, I, I hear that's only for a little while. Right. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that that's, that's one <laughs> of the ones that's I real. did say that about pregnancy also? <laughs> I think maybe. I think that maybe happened. I distinctly remember saying, I can't wait to get kicked on the outside for a while. And I got to yes. tell you, I'm pretty sure Rebel heard it. And it was like, I'm on it, Ma. I got this. Because that kid kicks like nobody's business. He didn't want you to feel like, right. you know, lonely or... Right. No, no, no. Keep hey, I got you. Obviously, she loves it. So that's how I am. How are you? I'm fine. Dot dot. I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> always, always classic always candy. Just things are fine. Um, no, things are relatively good. I am uh, in the process of looking for a new place to live, which is stressful, but not that bad because, for the most part, at least up to this point, the person I'm doing that with is very good about these kinds of stressful things. Now, a week that's before important. we move in together, who knows, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what if it turns out he's been hiding this whole time? He's been hiding this panicked, stressed out person who's just gonna flip out. Uh, he shows up, he's shaved his head in right. like a 2007 Britney Spears full on Britney's, yeah. Uh, so far, so good. I mean, I guess that's the, the whole thing of jumping in, right? That's you don't excellent. know, you don't know, what's right? You happen. don't. It's, I, I always think that. 
that yeah. first that first week is either the best or the absolute fucking worst. Right. Because what if it turns out uh, toilet seats and socks? Right. Toilet seats and I mean, those are the big ones. Right. Like the rest of the stuff you can work through, but toilet seats and socks. Mm-hmm. No, it's very true. It's not that they're deal breakers, but they're like rage makers. They're rage makers and they're constant. It, they're habit. So you always have socks on and God damn, if you don't pee five times a day, there's something wrong with your bladder. Mm-hmm. At least five times a day. Yeah. I mean, I've five times is a low ball I mean, number. It, it, by that comparison, I pee 35 times a day right. and that can't be right. Super healthy. <laughs> so healthy. It's so clean in there. <laughs> or maybe that's not what that means. And the um, clearest of pee. So clear. It's just it's just water. Uh, we are actually going to talk a little bit today about perception. And you've heard us talk about uh, context quite a bit um, that pops into our conversation because it's just pretty much right. universally relevant. We say context is king a lot. It, yes. Uh, and we decided to kind of take a little look at perception and... Um, Reality. So I do want to ask you, what what does just the idea of perception mean to you? Like, what's the first thing that you think of? So I, I think it's a mix of how you present yourself mm-hmm. and versus how people see you and how you see yourself versus how people see you. Right. You know, you think of yourself as being one way and it turns out you are not. Um, <laughs> or, or you think of yourself as being one way and it turns out you really, really are. But only sometimes it gets... That, that's the one that I think at first is that like social interaction mm-hmm. and how people perceive you. Interesting. I 100% think of the world first, which is totally because I have matrix brain. Like that's, that's all it is. Uh, I do. I think about, I think I think about like, well, the sky's blue because we say the sky is blue because we made up a word to go with this color, but sure. that doesn't mean the sky's blue. That's just how we perceive it. So that's the reality is that the sky is blue. Right. Uh, I think about that first. I mean, language in general is a yeah. universally agreed upon perception. X yes. means X because right. why not? Because that's what we say it means. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we believe. Why yeah. do we believe that? Well, because... We perceive that we want to speak to each other, and if this word, yeah, the cultural norms, the cultural required. norms, yeah. Um, so we're gonna, we are we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to. So talk. basically, I'm super self absorbed. No, you're not. Super and uh, Candy cares about the big picture. I like I, it. I think about that too. The difference is, I think it's equally self absorbed. That well, what I do doesn't matter because reality is perception, and perception is reality. <laughs> so what I'm doing right now actually means nothing. It's something to me, but the person thousands of miles away who lives in a completely different world bubble is not at all affected by that. Their reality does not involve my perception. You, you at don't all. think that uh, that you are the butterfly effect? No, I don't. I think I'm I'm the opposite. I think I'm the no, just like You're crickets. I'm crickets. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm crickets. Doesn't matter. None of those matters. Like for all <laughs> inconsequential. <laughs> We're just really gigantic amoebas. Like floating around doing nothing we think we're walking around in the air really because floating around doing nothing someone else shuffling papers some other alien uh being who flies past our past our planet might look at it and think look at all that water it's all water it's all water to us it's air like it's just nothing matters <laughs> matrix existential crisis Here we go. ai just like none of it nothing matters this is it's all nothing so that's probably pretty bleak uh, we are going to. Can we go, go back to my teenage girl self-absorption? You know, it's way better. That's way better. Well, this is what happens when you get old. Right. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter if I'm wearing makeup because we're all nothing anyway. Just a blip <laughs> of time. I keep seeing those memes that are like, and 
it might be one person who's posting it over and over again. Mary Sakara, I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. Um, the this meme that's like in all of time and space and continuum of this and that and the other. How lucky were you to have been alive at the same time as Tom Petty? And I'm like, huh, that's that's an interesting. That's pretty approach solid. to it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I mean, like you could put it any word, but she just, I mean, yeah, she's this is she does the vampire work, so she is oh, into. Okay. And Mary, I'm sorry sense. if I pronounced your last name wrong. I'm not looking at it. So I just know it's got an S and there's other syllables. <laughs> you know what? I'm blaming the baby. I think that's fine. I mean, that that's going to work for a long time. I mean, that's going to work. I think we're going to give you at least 10 years. Oh, wow. I, I, I thought I was going to get at least a year. Look at that. No, no. I think, you know, listen, kids are hard and they're, they, they're real sweet and they're real hard and then they're real sweet and they're fucking jerks and they're jerks for years and years. So by the time your kid is old enough to be home alone, that's when we're going to, I think. Be like, like really? hey, could you, could you pull it together? Can you blame the kid? Because <laughs> she's 12 and making her own mac and cheese. Like, I don't think that's, that's necessary it's anymore. It's definitely happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit more about perception and we're actually going to get into the actual definitions of perception Ooh. and how we think... Uh, this is affecting how, how it affects the world, how it affects our whole life. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm nodding. You guys can't see that, but like, I'm really into it. <laughs> I'm really, really into it. Uh, but before we get going, uh, we are going to start off our season two. What you reading, Noodle? Woo! Season two. Um, well, so here's the thing about reading currently. It turns out I spent a huge amount of time feeding my baby stuck in one position with a baby and boob and I cannot hold a hardcover mm-hmm. in my other hand and I have tried all sorts of things laying it flat holding it with my feet you know like putting my feet sure. on it to like hold me in place <laughs> and it just like falls down and I'm just then I'm stuck with nothing I'm just like oh my god what am I doing can't here can't bend over to get it no, can't bend over to get there. it without squishing the baby mm-hmm. and I can like see it and it's tantalizing and I'm so sad Um, so I have been reading significantly less than usual, uh, and I broke down and got a, well, downloaded the Kindle app. Mm -hmm. I'm so mad about it because it's really, really convenient. Uh, It's actually very useful. (laughs) It makes my whole life so much easier and I'm so mad. And, uh, my husband is real smug about it because he's been pushing it for years and when I eventually broke down and agreed to do it, you could see his eyeballs light up. He's like, we're going to get rid of all your books. And I was like, bitch, I will punch you in the face. Do not touch my books. Right? I could see you thinking of it, but that's not going to happen. Uh, I'm sorry, darling. I did not mean to call you a bitch on public radio. This is radio. <laughs> this is totally uh, he's, public radio. He's lovely. Uh, he just, you know, he struggles with the book. So anyway, the last hardcover that I will be reading for quite some time, um, it was Good and Mad by Rebecca Traster. It's The Revolutionary Power of Women's Anger. And it was good. Uh, It's got a lot of history to it, stories that I didn't know, stories that Mm. I did know, uh, a lot of how do we get here, what are we doing next, hey, white women, could you pull your shit together type things. Um, But one of the things that is pretty awesome about it is embossed on the cover, Candy, as you you look at it quite closely, it says fuck over and over and over and over again, embossed very, very quietly on the white cover. Oh, my God, it does. That's amazing. Which I noticed... At like four in the morning. And it is embossed. Uh, in it's the raised. bathroom. Because yeah. that's a place I can hold a book. Because um, <laughs> that's the one place. Right. That's the one place where nothing else is bothering me. Uh, so I, it was good. I, I mean, it's worth reading. I, I listened to her as a guest on uh, Call Your Girlfriend podcast, which I love. And she, you know, I 
three, four months ago, put it on my Christmas list. I t- completely forgot about it. And then it showed up for Christmas. And I was like, oh, this is great. Uh, really good book. Lots of history. It reminds you of how the Women's March started and what it is that's going on and like what's next, essentially. So uh, I would recommend that. So that was my hardcover. And since I have broken down and I'm using the Kindle app, uh, I refuse to spend any money on on books. I am only downloading to read the things that are free, pretty aggressively I mean, reading that's the fair. things that are free. So um, I am reading, well, I downloaded all the classics because classics are yeah. all free. So I could like go back and read the things that I missed, um, like Frankenstein. Um, so I am reading The Man in the High Castle by Philip K. Dick, which they made a TV show about, which I plan to watch at some point in the next 20 years um, <laughs> while the content is still available. It's about what if the Nazis had won World War II, and it's it's pretty upsetting, but I'm really, I'm struggling a little bit with the characters, but I again, I think that's just because I'm reading it in like 20 to 40 minute spurts in the dead of night, with the baby. So that's, uh, yeah, it seems like uh, it's tough. Um, but that being said, I am reading a lot to the baby. You know, we're reading mm-hmm. little kid books, of course. And like, I'm reading him some of my own stuff as well. Yeah. And I started a new Instagram about it uh, called Yay. Books and My Baby. If you want to follow me on that and look at pictures of me reading books to my baby. Not showing a lot of the baby's face on purpose, you know, because we're trying to be a little bit protective of his little face at least. But like lots of feet. There are cute feet everywhere. There's, There's bibs. Yeah. There's lots of wubbinubs to be seen. I uh, I love the uh, masking of children's faces mm-hmm. on Instagram. And I think it's it's adorable. And people, uh, you know, use things that are appropriate to their account that go along with their account. Yeah. There's um, one guy I follow. I want to say it's We Are Careful. Uh, he's Ooh. out of... Out of Chicago, he works in the horror superhero, like that kind of end of industries. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's constantly posting pictures of his two kids, but he's every time it's like their morning breakfast picture, and he holds a mug oh, in front cute. of their face, right. and it's always like Iron Man or the Hulk. Uh-huh. Or, you know, oh, that's super yeah. cute. Because who knows what that sort of exposure long term is going to do to your kid if it's yeah. If it's going to make them weird. Well, we, yeah, know. we don't know yet. Yeah. Unknown. We're, so, we're the f- test so I'm doing group. a lot of like fuzzing out mm-hmm. and I might just end up putting like sticker faces over them. Oh, yeah. Uh, calling it a day. Jenny, Jenny, Jenny Molan does that with the yeah. like weird stickers and they're uh, super funny. Lin-Manuel, a big, big believer in like just putting anything in front of his kid's face that like if he has not managed to put a sticker over it, he'll just put his whole hand in front of his kid's face nice. and just be like, Sebastian, <laughs> because obviously I know his kid's name. So, uh, totally. But I mean, we just mentioned multiple accounts. But yeah. Like we're talking about them like we're best friends. That's Besties. the internet. So yeah. if, uh, if you want to look at the books that I'm reading, read along with me and my babe, uh, books and my baby. Because it turns out baby in a book was taken by somebody. Damn it. (laughs) I'm sorry, whoever you are. It's a good idea. I'm glad we're sharing it. I'm glad we had the same thought. We're probably kindred spirits. I think so. Um, So that's what I'm reading. And the the Instagram account is super, super cute. Uh, And the books are adorable, especially the books that are just like so much bigger than he is. (laughs) He's not that big. No, he's not. (laughs) It's just some of these bigger books, like the bigger kids books Mm -hmm. are twice its size, I feel like. It's probably just the internet. But I feel like I mean, there's some like forced perception, yeah, uh, yeah. or I mean, it's perspective. But I'm going to say perception mm. instead. Mm. <laughs> my, my my perception is that he is thimble sized, <laughs> which is 
adorable. He is not. He I mean, feels like enormous. Health concerns, but still has <laughs> tiny. Thumbelina, whatever. Tiny babies. Um, should I do? Yeah. Okay, guys. So I'm going to do a tiny, tiny Phantoms Anonymous, which I've mentioned a couple times now that I think I'm going to retire, and I think maybe it's going to be a um, every now and then, depending on what, what's going on out there. This morning on the way to work, I heard about Bill Maher and his nasty things he said about um, comic books, and I'll get more into it. But I guess it started because he said something about Stan Lee, and I don't... Why? Why would you say something about Stan Lee? Right. It started in in a blog post. He wrote, um, America is in, quote... Deep, deep mourning for a man who inspired millions to, I don't know, watch a movie, I guess. Shut the fuck End up. quote. That was what he said in his blog. Why? And I guess. Why is Bill like the absolute worst? Not very long in between mm-hmm. when that was happening and then what happened like in the last two days. I guess uh, like paparazzi and people were kind of stopping him and saying, so, hey, what do you, what, what's with the whole Stan Lee thing? Because his initial blog mm-hmm. kind of started an uproar, um, which in itself sounds like a stupid thing to say, but, but you that's know what? The world. It's important because yeah. people like if you're going to put the opinion out on the internet, people have the ability to disagree with you aggressively when you're being an mm-hmm. asset. And and he uh, ignored it, ignored it, ignored it. I guess, and then finally, finally said something. And I'm not going to read this whole thing. I, I guess he responded in like a series of tweets, and I actually am summing up from an Entertainment Weekly article that we will post a link to. Um, he basically says. I'm so sorry. Things like bragging that you're all about the Marvel Universe is like boasting that your mother still pins your mittens to your sleeve. God, he's such an elitist um, asshat. What he, he also said that what he said, yes, he is, in his initial blog post was, quote, no way an attack on Mr. Lee, but took the occasion of his death to express my dismay at people who think comic books are literature and superhero movies are great cinema and who in general are stuck in an everlasting childhood. Um, now, my initial impression of Bill Maher years ago, I used to like him. I, he did... Um, sure, back when he 25 was years ago. not such an elitist asshole, when right. he was just like genuinely... Reasonable, because he was still of the people. And he was purposely in your face about stuff, and he had that kind of attitude that made, but not necessarily even a left leftist bent, but a um, everybody is wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> a view of things. And that was kind of refreshing Short at the white time. male view. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm, I'm just think, assuming he's right, short. He is short. Um, that is also something else that the DJ said this morning Good. on the radio, the chick, uh, who was like disgusted. If you could hear as she's reporting this, you could hear the, uh, like in her voice. Mm-hmm. Like it was just horrible. Um, my impression of, uh, of Bill Maher is, you know, his dad was a jerk. He was probably a kid that got picked on a lot because he was tiny um, and developed a sense from a very young stage in life that everybody's wrong and stupid. And that's how it feels to me anyway. Like, I picture when I think of Bill Maher, like, I hear him speak, I picture a child in a suit, like in dad's suit. Like, that's the impression I get <laughs> it all of him. rolled up. I don't know anything about Bill Maher's life. I am not speaking to his bi- right. biographical background. That's just the impression I get. Uh, he also very specifically, oh, oh, here's the best part. Quote, you can if you want. Uh, like the exact same things you did when you were 10, but if you do, you need to grow up. That was the point of my blog. I'm not glad Stan Lee is dead. I'm sad you're alive. What? Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, he also blasted Kevin Smith, who then responded on Twitter and whatever. My point is, Kevin Smith is like, I'm sorry. Can I just like throw all my money in the air? Right. Can and, I like, have a dance around? Hold on. It? Let me stand on top of my gigantic empire and right. uh, look down on you and, and tell kick you, that you're you right wrong. in the face. You, 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 ew, Jesus, Bill Maher. I mean, Bill Maher like goes out of his way to create controversy. He but totally like, does. what a stupid thing. Like, why? Like. What do you gain by this? He doesn't gain anything by no. it. That's the thing, other than feeling feeling like a big man mm-hmm. in his tiny pants. I mean, what else do you gain <laughs> from that? Pants. Really? Uh so I don't know. Yeah, I was I spent the entire ride to work like with my jaw on the ground and I was just pissed. Can we pause for one second? Totally I can pause. hear the baby crying Absolutely. and I'm gonna go and get him a bottle to give to my mother who is graciously watching the baby. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you, Teresa. You watching this or listening to this. I very much appreciate it. Pause, pause. And we're back. And we're back. And we're Thank back. you for a slight pause from our sponsors, which were uh, bottle warmers and uh, changing table covers. Mm-hmm. No brand names required. And grandmas. Yeah. And oh my god. And, and grandmas. grandmas. Uh, Nan. Nan. I figured yeah, Nan. You know what? I'm very She's British. Very British. You know, we, this entire episode is sponsored by Nan. Yeah, it is. This whole episode <laughs> is sponsored by Nan. Thank um, you. That's so funny. Okay, interject quick story. I called my grandmother Nia because I couldn't say Nan when Aww. I was little. And so this whole time I just, I called her Nia forever. That's cute. But all the other grand, all their cousins could say right. Nan. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> word. So that's what came out. Yeah, word. Uh, so yeah, anyway, the, the sum- summary is uh, Bill Maher, jackass. Uh, also, um, this like, I, I cannot believe that in 2019, gross, right? How did it, how is it 2019? Um, At least because, it's not 2018 anymore. Because time, yeah, right? Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness that ended. Uh, I just can't believe that there is still this conversation of like these, this comic books and this type of storytelling, et cetera, is not important and is not good and is not real in some sense. This is why people refer to us as the the coastal elites because the Bill Mars of the world who are complete assholes. <sighs> You know who you know who likes comic books and Marvel movies and uh, you know superhero movies in general? Fucking everyone. Everybody. Fucking every person on the planet likes mm-hmm. them. And if you don't like them, you're not watching the right ones. And there's a bunch that you should try. And then mm-hmm. you'll probably like them also. Right. And that's actually this is a really nice uh, perception segue because it's funny. I, I think we've talked about this before. How uh, our generation, so we were born in the early '80s, is kind of. When we were kids, we we saw adults, we started to see adults that dressed like kids kind of still. It was this weird thing of there was this long period of time where you, you, you... get to a certain age, you wear a suit, you wear this kind of clothes, you're a grown up now. You wear these kinds of dresses. You wear those tailored dresses. Yep. Uh, the children of, or the youth of the sixties and Mm seventies, some of them got to a point in life where they, they didn't do that. They didn't just put on a suit at a certain age and that's who they were. Right. They dressed you know, they, how you, they you wanted wore, to. You wore fancy attire to right. fancy events and the rest uh, of the time you wore jeans. Right. So now when I think about us as grown-ups, I look at my clothes and I think, well, I'm still wearing chucks every day. I'm yeah. 36 years <laughs> you know, old. Why would you not? And I'm wearing a sweater with fucking cats all over it. And like, It's a really cute sweater. Thank you. It's got uh, cat tie. I can't remember the last time I wasn't wearing leggings. Right? So this idea that you can't be who you were with a kid as, as a child mm-hmm. and this perception of who you're supposed to be as a grown-up Bill Maher is like 100% a fatality of that thought process mm-hmm. because you don't have to hit a certain age and no longer not like the things that you like. They're well, not for yeah. children. They're for people who like this, Why these things. Why would you deny yourself the things that make you happy? Right. at Because it right. doesn't hurt anybody. 
Yeah, I mean, when oh, I was... Oh, no, you think superheroes are good? Superheroes have a very strong moral code and are always trying to save right. the regular guy and fight evil? Good Lord. I mean, you are basically saying you don't like the guy that punched Hitler in the head. If right. you don't like comic books, then you don't like Captain America, and he's really into punching Nazis. So what are you trying to say? Right, what's up, Bill Maher? Right? You okay with all challenge. that? Challenge. Total challenge. You, you know what? The only way it's going to make it okay is if you find a Nazi to punch. Right, that you have to balance the scale somehow because you're saying nasty things. And it's, you know, when you, when you go back into it, you do think about there's all of these people that are a part of the comic book uh, heyday in the United States of America, at least, and a whole lot of them are immigrants. Mm-hmm. And a whole lot of them who brought these stories of the underdog and the guy who doesn't seem strong but actually can save the day are exceptionally marginalized people. So it's, you know, really just a shitty thing to say all around you from suck. anybody. You totally sucks so hard. So perception. So uh, I'm going to give you, we are going to start with some definitions of perception because I think, uh, I think the actual Oxford English Dictionary uh, definitions are pretty great. And you know what I think is so funny? Like the dictionaries that are different. Like, I get it. Like you're a different publication, but also at this point, really? Can't we just like... Have one dictionary? I think one in every like language what are the should be fine. Distance? The nuanced differences between... Yeah. It's, it's interesting. But let's be honest, it's the Oxford or it's go home. It's Oxford, it's Merriam-Webster on a, you know, if you can't mm-hmm. get your hands on the Oxford, right. I think it's Merriam-Webster. Um, so uh, the definition is perception, noun, uh, the ability to see, hear, or become aware of something through senses, uh, awareness of something through senses. Now this is listed as the psychology zoo- zoology <laughs> Uh, definition, uh, which is, or in this sense, it's the neurophysiological processes, including memory, by which an organism becomes aware of and interprets external stimuli. And it is the way in which something is regarded, understood, or interpreted, intuitive understanding and insight. I think that last one is the one is that we spend the most time totally, uh, thinking it about. Is the way things that are, the way things are understood. And it's, uh, you know, perception starts in your own little world and it kind of ripples outward. And with the brand new world, with everything being on our phones and in our faces and you're cultivating this, this world for ourselves online as well, we are really creating our own reality. Yeah. So in. The reality that we'd like to be perceived as. Right, who we want to be perceived yeah. as and, and how we see the world around us. I mean, my mm-hmm. Facebook doesn't make me think that there are some, you know, there are horrible things in the world because, well, it does, but my, my Facebook is cultivated to a leftist bent. It's sure. a little liberal. It's filled with artists and creatives that are, you know, skipping around with puppies in their time. arms and yeah. eating ice cream. Like, that's a lot of what my world is. Uh, what I found interesting, I did a little bit of research, and I'm going to start with the older, which is philosopher George Berkeley in 1710 posed the question, if a tree falls in a forest and no one is around to hear it, doesn't make a sound, which we've all heard. Uh, which is the idea that if there is no sense, no sensory input, then did it even happen? If no one was there to hear it, right. did it actually it, fall? There is output, but if no input. Right. If it's not absorbed, yep. did it happen? Um, and it's this is not, uh, this idea isn't brand new. We've, we've heard this as in school. We've heard it from our parents. It's one of those things that like, I think I liked to think when I was much younger of, well, 
if my mom doesn't know I did it, then I, you know what? It didn't happen. <laughs> I'm not going to get in trouble That's for it. It's like Pixar didn't happen. It's totally, yep. totally Pixar didn't happen. But what I think is probably more common is the saying that perception is reality, which was said by a political strategist, Lee Atwater, in the 1980s. And I thought that was very interesting because mm-hmm. I didn't know that that came from uh, a political Way to person. set us up for failure, Lee. Right? Or success, I guess, or depending success. on how you perceive it. How you look at it, yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought that was interesting, especially since, uh, you know, today, uh, we're seeing the idea that reality is perception and perception is reality more so than ever before because it's actually happening right in front of us. Fuck your alternate facts. Right? I mean, it, 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 1984 is, of course, the most the thing I've read the most recently that's the most relevant piece of literature I can think of that kind of discusses this and it's also unfolding right around us so what do you think reality from a political standpoint at least how do you think that that I think truth is truth is truth it should be uh, <sighs> and the thing that's so weird about the fact that truth is no longer truth in today's day and age is that there's video evidence of truth yeah. is truth is truth and somehow it is being ignored. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like, I, I struggle with that, how that's possible because, you know, being bookish and fact-based and uh, a, a big believer and absorber of the written word, the visual word, you know, etc. to see people just like shrug off the proof that's in front of them. I find it so horrifying. Like how, I mean, you literally cannot dispute the fact that he said whatever he said. Meh. Right. And I feel like there's this, our own cultivated realities are so, both so strong that you could tell me anything and I'm never going to believe you because this is my reality. This is real. These are my facts. I think that's probably part of it. And the other part I think is just, extreme denial yeah extreme denial this can't be real it's not real in my world so you know what i don't believe that it happens and it's the the fox news versus cnn versus mm-hmm. same clip different story about right. it same clip different music different sound you know different sound effects different uh splash right. graphic and it's a completely different story to someone in a different area yep completely different and i don't know <laughs> i don't know how we get beyond this i don't think we get beyond this this time in cultivated reality i don't think we get beyond it for a very very long time i, I mean something significant has to happen to right. make it to change and I, I think everything has happened too fast mm-hmm. for us you know from a technological standpoint and we aren't ready for it yeah no. like we're not ready the, for the, the AI constant, we're creating yeah, the constant not, bombardment right we we can't filter we can't absorb and I think a lot of people's reaction to that is to let it bounce off of them. Right. It's that idea that like our attention span is now like 30 seconds or something embarrassing like right. that. Like the fact that anybody's still listening to us talk is right. just impressive. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. We appreciate Constant it. listener. Uh, yeah, no, I am. Um, I, I thinking about this and thinking about uh, political strategists who said that, which I mean. I don't have. They would know. Right. And like, I didn't have all of the details. I didn't get into the entire history, but one of two things, this was, you know, this was said in one of two ways, which is perception is reality, meaning I know that. And we are using our campaign to create reality. Right. Or 
the way people perceive us is reality, and we can't get around that. I'm not sure which side of, mm-hmm. of that idea. Was he defending or attacking? Yeah, yeah, I don't. Or you know, maybe he was just observing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that never is just observing. True. No, yeah. no, just such as, just <laughs> they're observing. certainly crafting a message. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most recent uh, perception situation online that I can think of that made me stop for a second is the. I don't even know the kid's name. I don't fucking care. It's the MAGA hat kid versus Native American vet. That's what Uh, I wrote down here. The MAGA hat kid. And it's, part of it is technology. I mean, we... Coventry Catholic High School or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, things happen so quickly that we we react just as quick as as we see these things pop up in five seconds. Uh, I don't know... I mean, I have personal opinions, but that was a situation where everybody's Facebook. I don't care what way you go. Mm -hmm. uh, There were constant memes on both sides of this right. stupid conversation um, going both ways. Don't judge the MAGA hat kid. Don't judge this guy. This guy isn't doing this. He wasn't doing this. Here's the the vet that everyone should be looking at. And don't look at him. the way. I mean, it was nonstop for 48 hours. Yep. And it was weird. Yep. It was weird. Now, I, I didn't say anything about it because I didn't have an opinion on what was reality. <laughs> I mean, whether or not that kid is out there harassing the vet, that's a bunch of under 18 year old children that have been sent to a pro abortion, uh, a pro life, mm-hmm. ra- anti abortion rally. Right. Uh, to tell women what to be doing with their bodies. So go fuck yourself, kid. I mean, pretty much. Either way. Yeah. Either way, that kid's an asshole. That's yeah. what it boils down to. And yep. so are his parents, and so is the community he comes from, and so yeah. is his school. They're all a big bag of dicks. But that kid was brought up in that community and mm-hmm. community at as a child is reality that's yep. it what you see on the playground what you see at home that is your entire world and, and that's who you become and not to say that children shouldn't be allowed at protest for the things oh, that they totally. understand, but like if you under if you're under 18 i don't know that you're that you're in a place of telling grown women what to do with their bodies and the thing is someone didn't teach right. him that i don't know it's any of your business kid right it's not it's not yeah. any of your business and and it's so exceptionally disrespectful. I don't care what the reason was for what you were doing. In my house, you would have turned around and walked away. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have stood there and stared at at your elder. Mm-hmm. I don't care who he is, what his color of skin is, what he speaks. You wouldn't have done that. So it was a of my perception. Of, the only perception I had of the situation is look at this little prick. That was the right? only perception I I could agree on. Move your white <laughs> from face, all the kid. things. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that. But that's a perfect example of how quickly. Uh, the the truth of a situation is molded right. by whomever you... I mean, I could tell yeah. my mom about it and give her my opinion, and that's who, what she believes happened. And there's there's talk that, like, there was a PR firm that came in to, like, try and reframe the conversation. But again, that's the same thing. Like, it's mm-hmm. the perception. Right. I mean, that that's what... You know, is, is bringing the PR firm a smart move or is bringing the PR firm right. admitting your guilt? Right, because perceived right. guilt, right? Mm-hmm. People who run are perceived guilty. Uh, so it's, it's very interesting. It, it was an interesting, and it was just like so fast. Yeah. I mean, I was seeing memes about it before I even had heard what happened. What All is of a this? Sudden, there was this uh, Native American man <laughs> in a very nice picture mm-hmm. in one of those black framed memes with like the words underneath, and it said something about respecting him or if you stand up to him. And I, I was so confused for a solid couple hours. <laughs> I was like, what? the fuck happened who and eventually like, who i think i googled guy? it eventually because right. i couldn't all i was getting was things like that i, I wasn't getting any actual information right. so that's that's our world yeah. right our whole world is that so the idea of perception being reality is as our world becomes more and more malleable 
and and it's more and more possible to create whatever you want. And also to only see the thing that you want. Right. 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 It's, it's you're choosing the way to perceive it and that becomes your reality. Yeah, that's uh, I, I have a list here of things that I think affect perception. Uh, we talked about community. We talked about um, how quickly we receive and absorb information, family, household. But uh, chosen chosen media outlets is definitely mm, part of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's part of what we're, we always talk about, like self-awareness, mm-hmm. and how that's a thing. Um, you know, if you never look at the fact that the only place you get your news is Fox and you know, whatever right. local paper, uh, maybe you should expand your horizons. And right. if you choose not to, you're choosing I mean, your reality. That's a choice. Yeah, yeah, it's a choice to say, I only want to listen to the echo chamber that I believe in. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not to not say that I don't do the same thing. You know, I between CNN, NPR, MSNBC, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty focused on what it is that I believe in. But right. then also, like, I think... I find whenever I look at any of the the um, headlines on Fox News, because you know they when you when yeah. you look at stuff on your phone, you look at news. I'll just list it all out. I'm always like, "What kind of fucking nonsense is this?" And just keep going. Like right. I don't want to read it because it's just so immediate nonsense. And there's someone on the opposite end of that mm-hmm. who's doing the exact same thing. That person is For looking sure. at CNN and saying, "What kind of fucking nonsense right. is this?" So, do we ever? Uh, does this ever get better? I don't know. I mean, there's the idea possible? of do we eliminate all of the news bias and we only have one mm-hmm. news source? But like that seems like a bad idea. It does seem like a bad idea. Because who is in charge of that? And it it seems like, you know, we're, we're talking about the one situation <laughs> where uh, you are supposed to be completely, well, not the one situation, like judges right. are, are supposed to be completely impartial as but well. But the news, sure. But the news, I mean, journalism, mm-hmm. journalists are supposed to be completely impartial. They are here to uh, give us the facts and tell us what's going on in the world. And I don't know that it, I think that there was that initial intent. I mean, people have been reporting the news for hundreds, thousands of years. Like, I'm specifically thinking about <laughs> television, hundreds, thousands <laughs> about 17 years. That's true. People have been re- Somebody's out there yelling the about Jesus. Someone was out there yelling about Jesus. Someone had tablets. Yeah, right? that's true. He's got the word. That's it's true. Right you here. know what? You're, you're right. It's I been got, thousands of years. Got your top 10 do's and don'ts <laughs> right here. Ancient Egyptians were like, don't do this. It's BuzzFeed. It was Get a, a cat. You should have a cat <laughs> and you should respect your cat because that's important because we heard there was this other cat and something horrible happened. Like the news has been going on forever. But it's funny. I, I never thought of it that way, but it's true. Yeah, no, it totally is. And, you know, written news has been, it's not like, it's not like television news happened and then all of the sudden corporations got involved and money got involved and lobbying happened. No, because there, from a political standpoint, are many people who have bought off newspapers and have bought sure. off reporters. since forever. So that's not new to television, but I feel like television, and I mean, we're talking billions of dollars. Well, because, I mean, they're literally sponsored by... They're literally sponsored yeah, here by the ads. someone selling you something, and they are... The, the whole industry was just so big. I mean, right. it, and it blew up. So you've got so much money in it that I, I don't know that we've ever gotten totally nonpartisan, yeah. non-biased Mm-mm. news on TV. I mean, maybe, maybe the BBC? Maybe? Maybe. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Certainly isn't in the U.S. No. No, it is not. And that's not to say there aren't people that try. Uh, There are. There Mm -hmm. are some, you know, very good people. And there's some very, very bad people (laughs) who do 
<laughs> bad, bad, terrible, crap. terrible thing. Uh, I think that from my perspective, the idea that um, it is so easy to alter reality, uh, it is so easy to change history uh, in our textbooks, in our, you know, the, they're doing that kind of stuff all the time. Right. Gl- you know, glossing over things to make the white man look better, at least here. Because um, that's what they need. Another reason for people to think they're just the best. Uh, it's it's scary to me how how simple it seems to be to alter reality on a grand scale. I mean, billions yeah, I mean, of people you, believe the moved, world is one you way. You move the camera angle a little bit, mm-hmm. or you clip out the word, or you right. add a comma, or you take out a comma, and and that changes the entire mm-hmm. meaning of whatever you're presenting. Which is intentionally, intentionally, and and part of, and I think on in the unintentional side, because we're reporting things so quickly, we've got these, you know, websites that are loosely news. Right. Well, I mean, you know, and the the rush, something. the rush to get the story Absolutely. out before it's been verified or checked or spell checked oh uh, is, is always kind of staggering. And my perception is because you guys can't spell that word that you're all fucking idiots. I'm <laughs> done reading your article. That's how I, I perceive your, your organization. Um, that scares me. And I, <laughs> for the most part though, when I think about perception, what I mostly think about is we could totally totally not really be here and we wouldn't know that's what i think about perception i am that person you think we're like pod somewhere i i mean we wouldn't know (laughs) right well if you wouldn't know does it matter exactly does it no go on live your life do your thing it doesn't matter if there's if there's this out there are we somebody's weird dream are we somebody's weird dream are we wait you finished under the dome Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Are we a alien plaything? What are we? We might be. We could be. Yeah, it was a another week ending. Stephen, I knew it though. I called it Stephen halfway King, through the book. Yeah, halfway endings. through, I called Our it. Our week. I, I love you. I, I will read everything you've ever written, but seriously, your endings, guy. It was just weak sauce. That's I mean, fine. Yeah, That's fine. whatever. My perception of that book. No. Right. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, no, I do. I think I mean, that all like, the time. I sometimes wonder what is it you know. Does the world outside my door continue to spin when my door is shut? Right. You know, like what I like, I know other people exist right now. Like I know Jennifer Lane is doing something, but like right. if I can't see it, is it happening? Is it even happening? Is she or there? she's just like sitting in her house right. waiting for, for me to walk in the door. Oh, and that's when the world activates again. That is 100%. I'm, I'm very specifically thinking of a book or a movie or something that is that exact concept. Yes. Uh, Where every, oh, I mean, it's the Truman Show. It is the Truman Show. That is, it's totally the Truman Show. Um, I mean, it, it, it might not be. That's not the one right, I was thinking but of, it's but it's the yes. Truman Show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I see, I think about, uh, I kind of in my head, I see, when I see people walking around or cars or houses or whatever going by, I picture bubbles. Like there's a bubble around this person and that's their world. That's their entire world. And sometimes it mushes up against another bubble. You mm-hmm. walk down the street, your bubbles mush for a second. And I think about what goes on in that each one of those worlds and how they're completely different from each other. They intersect, but they're, that, is, that is that person's reality. That's their entire world is what's happening around them. That's what I think about. Interesting. Is that weird? Yes. It's totally weird. Totally. Mm-hmm. Oh, it smells <laughs> gross in that bubble. Oh, see, I imagine it smells very nice. <laughs> Apparently they I don't, don't have any cats in their bubbles. Their bubbles are cat free. Yeah. There's no we litter box in that bubble. We are not cat free here in this house. We have cats in this house. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there goes one. Mm, stink and like, butt cats. 
that cat, this is everything. Yeah, right that's here. true. The, this is everything. This, this apartment is that cat's entire universe. This is the, yeah, this is I the wonder universe. if they remember other places that they lived or if they're just like, this, is, this is the only thing I know. I want to know that too. Or is every room just another room? Mm-hmm. I don't know. A room is a room is a room? Maybe. How do they perceive us? Right. Like, what are Big these dumb giant, idiots. you know, hairless beasts doing? Yeah. I should lick them. I'm going to lick this. And make them cleaner. Mm-hmm. This is, this they don't know how to clean themselves. Filthy. Right? It's all your fur, guy. <laughs> yeah, first of all, are you cold? You yeah. know what? Let me lay on your lap and your legs right, and your you chest. Better. clearly you're frozen. You have no <laughs> fur. You're naked all the time. <laughs> Cats hate us. No, I, don't. I think they love us. I think they love us. I think most of them love us. Because I, I just... Imagine that they're really nice. Sure. That's my perception of cats, which makes no sense. No, because everyone thinks cats are awful. Everyone thinks cats are horrible. Yeah. And French. So and French. Because it's snarky. Yes. And why are, why do we think French people are snarky? I'm so sorry, French people. We are so sorry, French people, because we really don't think you're snarky, but you have to understand that it's the all accent. of the movies that yes. we grew up with said you were snarky. <laughs> Plus, you better dress than we. It makes us feel bad. We do feel bad. You guys have so much better fashion. So Huh, the striped shirts. See, when I think of a French person, the first thing in my head is a man in a striped shirt, which I think was Navy, was sure, French Navy or French yeah, military, yeah. something, um, in a striped shirt with a cigarette, and his sleeves are rolled up. And, and you the know beret. What? And he's in black and white. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I think. I don't believe that French people actually look this way. France, but do you have color yet? Do you guys have color yet? Are you in Technicolor? Is it like the Wizard of Oz? It's always 1940. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, absolutely. When sure. I when slouching I, against a, a brick wall somewhere, totally. It's foggy. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 There's a street light. Yeah, absolutely. Which is also how I think of of England. You know what? Mm-hmm. It's all Except fog. There's more trench coats in England. There's more. There's more trench coats, but it's all fog. <laughs> Made by London fog. <laughs> Made by London fog, right? And you know what? I fucking want one so bad. They are hot. They are sexy, sexy garments. <sighs> Not the London fog ones. Those not are the durable. They Those are, are durable, durable, but they're nice. Durable garments. They're nice. They're like, mm, you know that 007 is wearing a London Fog sure. trench coat, right? But that's not what makes them sexy. No, that's not what makes them sexy. I We could talk about that, but we're not going <laughs> to. We're, we're off topic. Uh, we're, we're totally off topic. So the point is, uh, we've been thinking about things like this. Uh, we're, our world has changed. Your world has changed. Uh, and uh, perceiving how it's going to be tomorrow is a whole lot of today. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, as as new things get introduced, you don't even recognize how quickly your life changes with the new thing until suddenly right. it's so entrenched and you're like, man, what did I do before I had my cell phone? Right. Like, what what did I do before Wi-Fi? What did I do before? Absolutely. And the answer was uh, you pay phones mm-hmm. and you hoped that you could find each other at the concert. And you really hoped you had a nickel in your pocket. Yeah. Um, okay. A nickel was before my time. I think pay phones sure. were like 25 cents. Uh, but I understand you're... It's so funny. I was, How did parents pick their kids up at the mall? Well, in my house, you just waited. <laughs> we'll be there at 5K. That's true. I mean, we, we were alive before cell phones. 530, 6. Um, I'm watching not, I don't know how I actually feel about it, but I've been watching F is for Family on mm-hmm. Netflix, which, uh, uh, I don't know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's a tough show to watch, but it is set in the late 70s, I think, uh, mid to late 70s. And it's just a family animated show. Vince Vaughn is our producer, and it's, which I think says a lot about I think I watched two episodes, and then I noticed his name, and I went, oh. Well, <laughs> like that I, explains everything. The, the vibe of everything. Uh-huh. Um, but the, 
one of the kids is desperately trying to get, uh, like, do better in school, and he has to go to the light. He has this one question on his homework that he doesn't have an answer to in his book. His parents don't know. And then he has to walk to the library. <laughs> and I thought... So funny. I remember just going to the up library. On your phone, right? Like, what a different, mm-hmm. different world. And that is, you know, the perception of what's fucking hard. Mm-hmm. This isn't hard. I've got this. I've got that. It's hard to write a book today. Why? Because I've got this device and this device and the TV and a million of other things and I've got crazy bills and accounts and all these things in my head that, you know, these people who wrote amazing books a hundred years ago didn't have to fucking worry about. They just had whiskey. They just had whiskey and they were like alone all the time. (laughs) I'm not saying it was great. Most of them drank themselves to death. But, you know, your perception of the world and how the world you live in affects what you put into it. Right. Right. Yeah. That's funny. God, I hope this didn't end on a sour note. Uh, well, we haven't gotten to the political minute yet. I know. That's, that's going to end on an up note. That is going to end on an up that's note. An up and you know note. what? We are we are at that time, so let's wrap it up in political minute. Political minute. Uh, Nancy Pelosi fucking handing his ass to Trump. Um, this is her house. You will not give the State of the Union unless I allow it. And after he reopened the government, having capitulated pretty hard... <laughs> She will allow him to get the State of the Union. So well done, Nance. Uh, anybody yeah. who said, oh, we need change, she's not going to let, can suck a giant, <laughs> giant, giant sour lemon because she is the boss lady, third in line for the mm-hmm. presidency. And, you know, just we're all ho- crossing our fingers. Something major happens and she gets to be in yeah. control because uh, she understands politics. And she does understand politics all over the place. Uh, it's exceptionally obvious. Also, you went with "suck a big lemon," uh-huh. and I, that is not where I would have gone with that sentence. And I was—I totally expected something else. I know I was going to say dick, but I was like, right. you know what, lemon? Yeah, let's go with lemon. That was good. It was yeah. smooth too. You didn't, right, didn't hear right. the hiccup in your I head. I didn't yeah. like think. I, I thought I thought about it while I was getting there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm. I think I think Pelosi really handled the situation well. There's no reason for the government to have been shut down for as long as it was. It's atrocious. It is um, but the fact that he cannot hold federal employees hostage to his nonsense, and that's that's been demonstrated, and we appreciate that. Totally appreciate that, and that is exactly what happened. It was a hostage situation. Uh, and it turns out we don't negotiate with hostages. We I, just don't. Well, yeah, no, it's um, it was it was pretty bad, and that's you know that's also a very big. Uh, point in perception is the side and us, you know, saying that they held them hostage. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's how we see it. And there's a As hell of a like lot of sticking to your guns, right? Hell of a lot of people out there that why would is it always about your guns, that. guys? Oh my god, right? Let's start <laughs> there. Why is it all about your guns slash dicks? Because that's the same thing. And on that note. We yes. want to uh, thank you guys so much for joining us for our first episode of season two. Woo! Season Yay. two. Yay, season two. Into it. We are going to uh, start up posting again. We took a little bit of a hiatus because yes. like life is fucking hard and like holidays and babies and like we have a lot going on. They, they were pretty time intensive and I do, I, I mean, I totally fell off the planet, but we're back. So yeah. happy to do it and happy to have you all listening to us once again. Yeah. Keep following and uh, interact with us. Let us know what you think about right. uh, reality and perception and, and, and your thoughts on that. You can always find us at uh, podcast at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram and uh, we have a Twitter out there. If you find it, go ahead and send us a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's pretty much pretty much how it goes. For Chacharone Podcast, I am Candy. And I'm Noodle. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.